Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. How comfortable are you in your own skin? How comfortable are you? Um, I, I've been thinking about, last week in the AM I, I spoke about um, the idea of where do you care about what people think? And, and it all sort of flows out of the same thing. A man called Saul, we're going to go to him in a moment. And when I was 22 years old, I sat in the library at uh, Minto in Western Sydney. Um, pretty well one of those libraries that rarely got touched. Not many of us went to the library around that part of the world. And, but I was in the library this day with my then pastor. And uh, I heard for the first time about, Sam, uh, not Samuel, about Saul in the Bible. I heard about Saul, the first king of Israel, and how God had anointed him and appointed him, brought him from obscurity to be the leader of a nation, and how Saul squandered the opportunity because he cared what people thought and he never got comfortable in his skin. And then I heard about the king God raised up to replace him, a man called David, and how the Bible talked about him and said he was a man after God's own heart. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. But did he have a heart after God? Did his life pursue God absolutely yes and I from that day really to this day some of you have asked me what should you pray for for me and if I've got nothing specific going on my response to you will be pray that I'd be David and not Saul in my generation pray I'd be that guy because we live in an age when well the thing about Saul was he made things sound righteous even when they weren't well I reckon I could do that too I could make it sound right I could bring a Bible verse and I could be hiding something behind it. I don't want to be that guy. I'm sure you don't want to be that person either. And because the difference in their lives is extraordinary. So if you want to hear the podcast, you can go back and listen to it. It was an incredible podcast. One of the great podcasts of all time. Where do you care about people think, well, what people think of you? So that we might get free of that and go, you know what? Whatever you think of me, I'm okay. As long as it lines up with what God says. But tonight, how comfortable are you in your skin? So many people are uncomfortable with who they are, aren't they? Who they are and what they're not. And I think personally, most of my struggle with what I'm not comfortable with is not who, what I am, but what I'm not. And, and, and so what about you? What are you? Where are you uncomfortable with who you are? So many people struggling with comparison, made to feel small by people, made to feel small by all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, most of us don't need to be told what we're not, do we? We're fully aware. Oh, well, we're half aware. I just looked over this way and I saw a few people who aren't aware. And so, you know, I'm coming back here now. They, and uh, so we're, we're, we're sort of, we sort of get that. Here's some questions for you uh, as we think about this. Uh, are there areas where you struggle to be okay with what you are? And the backup question, are there areas where you struggle to be okay with what you're not? And... Um, is there a peer, because I find that most of the time it's peers when you press people and when I press my own life. Is there a peer that when they do well, you struggle on the inside? Like you have to deal with that internally. Is there a person where when they succeed or when someone speaks well of them, you are inclined to just subtly temper someone else's view of them? You know what I'm talking about. I would suggest to you when that happens, it's got less to do with them and more to do with us more to do with how comfortable I am in my skin than it has to do with them. Is there anywhere like that 
where you speak in subtleties about what do you need affirming in constantly to be okay with who you are. If, if we were to remove your title, if we were to remove your position, if we were to remove your bank balance, I ask myself the same questions regularly. If all the doors that are open to me were closed tomorrow, would I be comfortable in my skin? Would I be okay? And I don't think you really know until you actually get there, do you? But I, I hope so. Um, about six weeks ago, I had a surgery on my neck and, and it's meant I, until about a week ago or just a bit more, I haven't been able to exercise for now 10 weeks. When you're in your 40s and you don't exercise for 10 weeks, your body deteriorates very quickly, Joey Sal. <laughs> it starts to decline in a hurry after about four. And I had to, I actually had to go, hey, how much of what makes me comfortable in my skin is connected to, to my moderate physical health? And I was confronted by that. I wasn't super fit. I was moderately fit. Hope to get back to moderately fit someday soon. But I had to face the reality that, that I was a little bit less comfortable in my skin. And I went, what's that? That's nonsense. I don't want to live there. How about you? So I want to help us tonight get more comfortable in our skin, come to that place where I am comfortable and live from that place where I'm comfortable because I think it's powerful in our life. So Samuel never, uh, Saul never got there. So Saul's life, he doesn't know it. He's the king of the nation. He's about to, he, his life and his leadership is about to go into steep decline overnight um, because of certain things. Um, and, and we pick it up as he, at the pivotal point. I just want to read you one verse because it highlights three things that I really think set us up well to... Um, not care what people think, to get comfortable in a good way. We should care at some degree, so don't please misunderstand me. Don't go out of here going, I don't care what anyone thinks. No, that's not what the Bible's saying. Um, but Samuel said to Saul, it says, Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over the nation, he, and then he sent you on a mission. And when I read these verses about Samuel, although you were once small in your own eyes, and, and Saul started out small in his own eyes, became kind of a big deal in his own head and spent most of his adult life trying to prove he was a big deal to everyone around him, built himself some little statuettes and, um, you know, had people bow down even when the kingdom was about to crumble. Said, hey, make sure, Samuel, can you honour me in front of the people? Like that was his first response to God saying, we're done here. It wasn't like, oh, heck, what have I done? Let's put this right. It was, look, I'm sorry, but can you just honor me in front of the people? That's a crazy scenario. And, and so here he was. He was meant to be content with whatever people thought of him. Okay, whether he was not a big deal or not. He was, he, he, God has set him up to be comfortable in his skin. Like, have I not made you? And confident in his appointment. Have I not sent you? And so here comes Saul and he's about to blow it all away. 1 Samuel chapter 18 verses 6 to 9 going to come on the screen. Let me read it to you. This is what happens when um, we don't get comfortable in our skin, when we let um, what people think and, and being uncomfortable in our skin drive our life and ultimately shape our future and destiny. Um, you've already read it, haven't you? I hate it when that happens. When the vic when victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistines. Women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. Just stop. They came out. David did the killing. Saul got the glory. And I want you to, it's like a ticket tape parade. Who's old enough to remember Australia 2 winning the America's Cup? First time in 132 years and Australia won it. I was just a young boy and I tell you what, we were the great nation on the planet. 
And, uh, but some of you would have seen more recent ticker tape parades. Don't know what sport for because we don't win anything at the moment. Netball, the Australian netball team. Ticker tape parade. But you know what I mean, a ticker tape parade. And um, that's what's going on. This is the ticker tape parade of his time. And, and so they come home and he says, and, and they came out to meet him. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. Um, verse 7. Got it? This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Clearly not PG. Um, um, this made Saul very angry. What's this, he said? They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next, I'll be making him their king. Little did he know. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. Saul is the tallest man in all of Israel. The Bible actually says he was extremely good looking. I like to think of him as a six foot four, um, I'm gone blank. Cass said Lucas, so we'll go with Lucas. Mike, can't remember. I was thinking Nes, Nes, you know the Nes, Nes Cafe guy. What's his name? George Clooney. Probably getting older now, is he? Who are we going with? Thor. Chris Hemsworth. It's now turned into an awkward moment. But that's Saul. Saul's that guy. That's Saul. Saul's that guy. And he's the king. He's the king. He's the first king. Saul had everything going for him. And yet the moment, they're not even bagging him out. They're not, this is not critical of Saul. Saul's there and they're celebrating his thousands. I mean thousands. But David, his ten thousands. And Saul is so uncomfortable in his own skin and cares so much about what people think that he gets all out of sorts. Imagine that. But we're not that different, right? Left to ourselves. We're not that different to Saul. Um, but you don't want to live there. Saul had it all and yet David's numbers bothered him. It wasn't a negative reflection on him. It was a celebration of him, but he couldn't cope with David being more celebrated. He just wasn't comfortable in his skin. And yet David lives completely comfortable in his skin from the moment that he's a shepherd boy. You know, he's the equivalent of a Ford factory worker in the South Australian, you know, on the production line. But David's comfortable in his skin because an internal thing, not an external thing. And, and, and so David's coming. In fact, David, if you know the background, he's on the run from Saul for part of his life. And even then he honors Saul. Even on the, well, his life under the pump and on the run, David still honors Saul. He's so honoring of God, so understands authority, so comfortable in his skin that David just keeps honoring Saul. In fact, he protects Saul. It's incredible. David's just comfortable in his skin. Saul never got comfortable in his skin. How comfortable are you? Because this is one of the hallmarks of being comfortable in my skin. I can champion you and I can celebrate anyone. Hey, I want to be able to champion you and celebrate anyone. I want to be able to celebrate my enemies. Daniel, you're off the hook tonight. What? <laughs> so how comfortable are you? Let's, let's contrast one Saul with another one. Uh, Saul of Tarsus, who became the Apostle Paul, because in him is a good story. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want you to catch this, says this, like one line, one line that is an absolute game changer. But listen to this little passage, the Apostle Paul, the other Saul, for I am the least of the apostles, he says, and 
I don't know about you, I think of him as the elite of the apostles, but whatever the case. And do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But listen to this. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. I love this. I love it. I am what I am by the grace of God. What a comfortable in my skin place to live from. I am what I am by the grace of God. How about that thought just for a few moments? I am what I am. I am what I am. Have you, are you okay with that? Have you come to that? Because when we can come to that and when we can live out of that, that is a game changer in life. I am what I am. Oh man, I want to live in that place. I know there are so many things that I'm not. And um, just comfortable in my skin. He'd, I've written here, he learned the art of being good with what he was and good with what he wasn't. I am what I am. I am what I am. Um, I don't know if Vicky's here tonight because everyone's exhausted who was in Gyra with us this morning, but Vicky is like our assistant and so she's probably locked in 50 dates that I'm away next year doing stuff and, and uh, all the everything, all the details that are involved in that and she's brilliant. Like we haven't even hit December yet and all locked away. And this week I thought I'd just savour the trouble and I organised two dates. One day, two dates and I completely got them back to the front. Within a few hours, I was emailing the person and said, I'm so sorry, I've got the dates back the front. That Sunday's meant to be this Sunday. This Sunday's meant to be that Sunday. She's brilliant at it. I'm something other than brilliant at it. But you know, you've just got to get comfortable with, she's great in that space, and that is her lane. And I've got another space, another lane. We're not sure what that's called, but we've got one. We were camping this morning. Now, I don't know about you. Like, most men want to cook. The, I know that... You know, we, we, I believe in gender equality. I absolutely do. But there are some things that men still believe in. For some reason, we think we've still got to cook the barbecue right. Um, I actually have never cared about the barbecue. I do care about the lawn that I get to mow it. But, but there are some things. And one of those things I would suggest to you, apart from you, is packing up a tent. Sort of the man often leads that charge. So we're packing up the tent this morning. But we didn't get very far, and I was making a hell of a mess of packing up the tent. And Candy came over, wherever she is, and saved the day and said, oh, Dad, here's how you pack up the tent. And there's a whole bunch of men around. And I'm like, oh, my, my masculinity isn't wrapped up in this. And, and, um, but then, from over near the curtain there, Trish yells out something about squaring it off to me. I thought, this is now getting ridiculous. <laughs> and as if that wasn't enough, and if I wasn't humbled yet, Vicky walked by and said, Darren, what you need to do is... Imagine I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. Can you imagine? Because who cares who can pack a tent? Like I said to, like I said to them this morning, masculinity isn't defined by how you can pack up a tent. It's defined by how you can preach a message. And so I am what I am and I'm not what I'm not. How comfortable are you with that? Because it, it, it's, just, it's just a hard thing, isn't it? None of us, I, 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 I am what I am. Um, but then it says, by the grace of God, and this is a liberating thought for me, by the grace of God. This, for me, it's like all the, when I stop, when I stop striving personally, when I stop striving and just go, by the grace of God, I can feel like the, I can feel it now in this moment. I feel the tension just leave my body. 
I am what I am by the grace of God. That's a liberating place to live. I'm not some things. You're not some things. But you are some things. You know, nobody got everything, but all of us got something, didn't we? That's what God says. He says, nobody, and, and, and it's good that we never got everything. I wish, I honestly wish, I wish that I didn't, I wish that we didn't need people to give. I wish that I just had enough wealth to just outwork every plan we had. I'm pretty confident if I had it, I would do that with it because I know what I do currently. But, but, but you know what? It keeps me dependent on God. It keeps me humble. It keeps me, you know, that I'm interdependent on other people, that all of us bringing something to the table and, and, and God gets the glory. Imagine I had all the money and all the influence and was the leader and you just did whatever I said. Sounds like a beautiful world, actually, but, <laughs> but, but, but I'm pretty sure that's Jesus' job and I didn't get it. So we all need each other. It's meant to work like that. We're all meant to be looking to God. When, when you're at an end of yourself and, 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 and we can only look to God, that's meant to be how it's, that is how it's meant to be, right? We're meant to be going, oh God, I need you. I can't do this without you. Oh, you need a crutch, Darren? Yes, I do need a crutch. I'm a strong, physical man who needs a crutch, and his name is Jesus. Takes away the sins of the world, mine in particular, and he carries a future in his hands. By the grace of God, you are what you are. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 to 8, coming on the screen. Listen to this. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well and some certain things really, really badly. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. It doesn't exclude the rest of us, by the way. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encourage, is to encourage, be encouraging. If it's giving, and again, none of us are excluded, just give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. He's just put it all together. And you got something and I got something. I didn't get everything which you know, but nor did you get everything. And that's okay because that's the way he made it. And what he wants us to do is just be comfortable in who we are by His grace. And, and if I can get to that place where I am what I am by the grace of God, it's a game changer um, in our lives. How has God made you? What's He given you? He wants to, you know, it, it, Paul here, um, let me read it to you, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, or we just read it, verses 9 and 10 again. For I am the least of the apostles and do not deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But I am... Uh, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Even where He could take credit, He says, it's the grace of God, the grace of God. The, there's a saving grace, you know, coming to faith in Jesus. They call it a saving grace. There's a gifting grace. God has gifted you. He's gifted me. He's gifted us just as He saw fit, and He doesn't make mistakes. He's gifted us, and He wants everyone to value what he's gifted them with some of us get more credit some of us get more celebrated that is true 
um, but to him it's all the same. And if I just get comfortable in my skin and walk out what he's gifted me with, it's amazing how you'll find your God-given groove in that. And so, um, and so when we look at Paul here in these words, I just you sense the ease in him, don't you? I sense the ease, like just this, I am what I am by the grace of God. There's just this ease and he exudes a God-given strength. Um, it says it like this in my Bible, I don't deserve to be included in that inner circle. As you well know, having spent all those years trying my best to stamp God's church right out of existence. But because God was so gracious, so very generous, here I am. And I'm not about to let his grace go to waste. Haven't I worked hard trying to do more than any of the others? Even then, my work didn't amount to all that much. It was God giving me the work to do, God giving me the energy to do it. So whether you heard it from me or from others, it's all the same. We spoke God's truth and you trusted your lives. Comfortable in our skin has less strive and more ease. Just less strive and more ease. Uh, whenever I feel myself striving, a friend of ours calls it, whenever I'm pacing like a caged lion, I know that the motive in me is not pure. If I feel myself striving like a caged lion, wanting to get things done, wanting to get people moving, wanting things to happen, I know that there's something not quite right there. And I, I have to go, hang on a minute, Darren, what's that all about? It's just there's no ease to it. There's a striving in it. When we get comfortable, and I recognize it's actually about me. And, and I'm sure there's the same sort of things in you. When, when, we, when we get comfortable in our skin, there's an ease to it. There's a peace about it. Just a piece. Um, I've written it like this. What strikes me is it seems he's at peace with what he is and he's made peace with what he's not. How important is that? Just to make peace with what I'm not. I would love to be eloquent. I'd love to be in it. I'd love to be able to, you know, speak like Winston Churchill. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. But, you know, I sound more like the wild colonial boy. And you just got to get okay with that. It is what it is. I am what I am by the grace of God. Somehow he made it that way. Uh, just an ease to it. I have no axe to grind and I've got no point to prove. What an incredible place to live. Just got no axe to grind. I'm not trying to prove anything like you. I'm talking about us. We're not trying to prove anything. We're not trying to be anyone. We're just being us. I am what I am by his grace. Nothing to prove. No one to be. What a great place to be. What a great place to wake up Monday and walk into the week. Just to go, man, I am what I am by the grace of God. You can do what you like with that. I'm just living in my lane. If God doesn't turn up, I'm still living in my lane, still doing my thing, comfortable in my own skin. Um, it, it, it exudes a strength. You see that here again with the Apostle Paul. I love this. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 4 from the message, it says, It matters very little to me what you think of me. It's like a crossover of last week and this week. Even less where I rank in popular opinion. Wouldn't you love to live there? I don't even rank myself. Comparison in these matters are pointless. What's the point of all this comparing and competing? You already have all you need. Speaking to the church, and then he says this, You already have more access to God than you can even handle. What a cool thought. Why on earth would I be struggling? Why on earth would I be striving? And as I wrap this, you know, I, I, I just, these two statements are helpful to me. I hope they're helpful to you. I will live unaffected by outcomes I can't control. You know, the last two weeks have been um, 
Man, I've heard more crazy things that I've had to deal with. I, I don't mean our church now. Just generally in the last two weeks and in a long time. But for the most part, they're things I can't control. And in my nature, I want to control them. Man, I want, I want to be all over it. And I just have to go, you know what? That's not me. I'm not, I'm not worried. I don't care what people think. I'm even less interested in where people rank me. I don't even rank myself. What a great place to live. I will live unaffected by outcomes I can't control. And I will live resisting the temptation to compare with others. Paul had learned no one's gifted. Hey, no one's gifted in this. Paul had learned through the course of time not to compare himself with anybody else, just to get comfortable in his skin, who he was, who he wasn't. So I am what I am by the grace of God. You are what you are by the grace of God. You are. And so when we come to this place, when we live from this place, I think something can shift. Saul destroyed his destiny by just not getting comfortable in his skin. But David set his up. Now, what God does with that is his business, but I want to I want to be, I'm sure you want to be in a place where whatever God wants to do, you realize I've picked it up so many times and not drunk from it at all. Yeah. If you didn't notice that, don't worry. You are what you are. You have no attention to detail. Nor do I. They, um, but you know, I think if we can come to that, I am what I am by the grace of God, we can come to that place. I think something can go on. God can use that person. Something can go on. And just life will be lived well, right? Just life so much. Got so much more ease to it when we live from that space. Why don't you stand with me? I just want to pray for you. Maybe you're all over this, you know. Like, you'd hope. You'd hope. I feel like I'm way more over it than I was 20 years ago. And every time I feel like I'm, I've got it, like there's a couple of times where I was arrogant enough to feel like, oh, I've got this. I'm completely comfortable in my own skin. Something happens like a neck surgery that points out my frail humanity. And that's just life. We're on a journey, you know. It'd be good just to get better at comfortable in my own skin and walk in, you know, what we can see in front of us. And, and then God brings new things along. But if you really struggle with this, I want to pray for you. If you feel like you're winning in this, I want to pray for you. And we're just believing for God together. Because I would love for you to walk into your workplace next week. You know, whatever your status in life, whatever's going on, just comfortable in who you are by the grace of God. Just completely at ease, no matter what anyone says or what anyone thinks. Where I live doesn't matter. The car I drive doesn't matter. What I do for a living doesn't matter. It could all be brilliant. It all could be humble. But I'm comfortable in my skin because that's how God made me. Amen. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for every person here. It's true. Nobody got everything and everybody got something. And we thank you that you weave your church together, this beautiful tapestry designed perfectly by you. We rate some things in this life, God, but we know you rate them differently in the life to come, even now. So we thank you for what you have given every person here every single person. I pray that people's hearts and minds would be open to see what a glorious thing that is that you have given us. And I also pray for the what we don't have, God, that you'd help us to just make peace with it. For people who really struggle with this, Lord, I know that you bring this word tonight to help them. And so help people, I pray. Help us all, God, we pray. And people who feel like they're pretty well all over it, we know you're at work in that too, God. We know there's 
more to come and that you're still working on us. And so we commit our way to you, Lord, that our lives would be, Lord, they'd be like David's. We'd serve your purpose in our generation. We just live this life well before you and amongst people. We thank you, God. Thank you that you're making all of us comfortable in our skin. In Jesus' name. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.